Time to kick off episode 70 of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. Once again, you can check out everything we do with Wall of Sound. We're online at wallofsoundau.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram too. And we have our own special Facebook community, the Wall of Sound community of legends. You can track it down by heading to our Facebook page and joining the group right there. I'll send through an approval and you can get involved with everything we do with the Wall of Sound community. On today's episode, you love the heavy one we did a couple of weeks back. So we're bringing it back again with another great band who just put out one of the best albums of the year so far. Whitechapel is the band and Zach Householder is the man who's going to be joining me to chat all about the songs, the album itself too, the inspiration behind that with Phil's backstory of his life and and how he came to writing those songs for the album and creating something so brutal for us fans to enjoy. We're also going to get down and find out why it's taken them so long to get back to Australia and find out when they're trying to plan a tour for. Stick around, that's still coming up. Plus, we've also got brand new music on the way for Cursed Earth. Now, they're doing something a bit different with this upcoming release because they don't have a vocalist at the moment. So they've enlisted the help of some very special vocalists from plenty of bands here in Australia and across the globe too. I'll give you all the details about that and a little bit more coming up later on. But let's officially kick it off with these guys here from their album Hexed, which came out last month in March. This is Children of Bodom and their track Platitudes and Barren Words. Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Watch 
Hey, it's Josh from Earthcaller, and this is Wall of Sound, up against the wall. If you like what you hear, that's the brand new one from Melbourne's Earth Caller on Wall of Sound up against the wall. They've got a new sound, a new direction, and a new lineup as well. And we spoke to frontman Josh Collard all about that. You can check it out at wallofsoundau.com. Just search for Earth Caller up the top. And while you're there, you might want to go check out the brand new music video for The Gloom in the Corner. Now, these guys are fast becoming one of the uh, hottest upcoming bands in Australian heavy music right here in Australia. They've got a couple of shows coming up, one in Sydney and one in Melbourne, to support this new single and if you're around the area I guarantee you're going to have a good time if you go and check it out but this is brand new gloom in the corner misanthropic on wall of sound up against the wall
the one that kicked out her chair It was funny watching her dangle though Gasping for air While well, this whole shit show's ruled by an iron fist I'm not surprised that dick made a hit Metalcore heroes Beartooth are heading to Australia for their very first headline tour in July. Do not miss the disease tour kicking off in Adelaide on July 11, Melbourne on July 12, Sydney July 13, and wrapping up in Brisbane on July 14. Get ready to hear more tracks live than ever before from the band's back catalogue and their new album Disease. What's up everybody, this is Caleb from Bear 2. Tickets are on sale right now through livenation.com.au. Whoa, sound up against the wall!
That band only just came into my peripherals this week, so I had to share them with you. They're called Abnormality, and that song there is called Curb Stomp. They're a band from Massachusetts, all the way in the United States, and that song comes from their forthcoming album, Sociopathic Constructs, which is out in May on Metal Blade Records. If you like what you hear, you know what to do. Follow the drill. Go check them out on Facebook. Once again, the band is called Abnormality. And while you're there, you might want to go take a look at Cursed Earth, all the way from Perth, who are doing something very special with their upcoming release, The Deathbed Sessions. Now, we know the band lost their frontwoman, Jasmine, last year, and they've kind of been left in limbo with what they're going to do moving forward. However, with this forthcoming release that they have, they're going to enlist the help of some front men and women from bands all across the globe and right here in Australia too. It features the likes of Booker and Sean from Make Them Suffer, Joel Birch from The Amity Affliction, Larissa from Venom Prison, Mark Poiter from A Virgin's Crown, Nick Adams from Justice of the Damned, and a whole bunch more too, so make sure you go and check that out. This is the first single from the new release, it's called Fear, and it features Matt Honeycutt from the band Kubla Khan. The Deathbed Sessions is out May 31st on UNFD, so go check it out. If you like what you hear, pre-save it and get yourself ready, get your pre-orders in as well too. But this is New Cursed Earth, it's called Fear, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
very own death chord lover at Wall of Sound, Ricky Aarons. You can go check out a whole bunch of his stuff at wallofsoundau.com. But who doesn't love a bit of a Muir? Right now, it's time to get into this legend. Hey guys, what's up? This is Zach Householder from Whitechapel and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Their new album, The Valley, is an incredible return to form for the band, showcasing their progression and how far they've come in the 13 years they've been making music together. Here to have a chat is Whitechapel's Zach Householder. Mate, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that, man. Uh, sorry it's been so long since we've been to Australia, but yeah, thanks for not forgetting about us. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to be talking about the fact that you've neglected us a little bit later on, but uh, let's have a chat about this album. I have something I need to uh, confess to you guys, and that's that I'm a blow-in, blow-out Whitechapel fan, so every now and then I'll hear a new song, a single or whatever, and I'll kind of leave it at that, but this is the very first album I sat and listened to from the start to finish, and man, it's a fucking masterpiece. Thanks, man. I, I mean means a lot you know we think we're pretty proud of this one too so you know it's, uh, it's good that everybody seems to be reacting well to it <laughs> which is great i mean it is a great album which showcases just how far you guys have come from those early years to where you are now when you guys heard the final draft of it before you know it got sent off and then published and all that were you sitting there looking at each other going okay we've done something special with this one well it, it was kind of strange you know we we'd, we'd heard the raw audio and everything like that and then it was like you know, okay, it's like this has the potential to be really well, you know, really awesome, but, you know, we, we sent it off to Dave Castillo, who mixes, like, Catatonia and Demo and stuff, for him to mix it. And uh, when he got when we got it back from him before mastering, he, that's when we were like, holy crap, this is incredible. You know, this, this turned out so good. So, like, we definitely heard it before it sent off to mastering, and we were just like, yeah, we, this is good. You know, it's like, we, you know, it's like you, you, you kind of, in this business, you kind of learn to, you know, pick out, 
you know, good music and kind of, you know, timeless music and classic music and stuff like that. And definitely felt like it was something special this time. So. Yeah, that, that's exactly the word I put down. It is something special and something you guys definitely need to be proud of. And it's such a personal record as well, too. I mean, detailing a whole lot of the events from Phil's early life. And, you know, when he came to you guys with the idea of the lyrical content and all that, did you have a sit down and go, man, like, are you okay to put this all out there? Or was there any, like, doubt that he was sharing too much, that kind of thing? I don't think at this point there is really uh, reading reserves about that because uh, I mean that's I mean that's like the best form of therapy for someone like that if they like to talk about it. So you know uh, there wasn't anything he really held back. So. Now, when it comes to, uh, you know, obviously Phil detailing his life in the Hardin Valley, which is sort of what the uh, album was inspired by, he obviously comes in with the stories, with the lyrical content and all that, but how do you guys work out what's going to work musically with what song, that kind of situation? We, we would uh, we'd kind of say, you know, hey, you know, you should, uh, this song kind of, the musically this song kind of has this vibe, you know, you should try this, but then there's other times where he would just kind of sit down and, you know, he'd, he'd write the lyrics and it would just fit right off the bat. You know, it's like it's like we kind of, kind of, it's kind of unspoken between all of us. Like we kind of know what vibe needs to happen with each song without really having to tell each other as well. So, uh, but sometimes you know, like um, like Loveless, you know, we were just like this song is kind of this song needs to be this vibe. It needs to be super dark and I mean a lot of the albums dark, but you know, uh, and like Forgiveness needs to be just angry and you know unforgiving and you know it, it, you know it's pretty basic but fills things to fill in the gas really well so right so so you have a bit of an idea of what you're going to do going into it and it's sort of a situation of you'll have a heavy as fuck you know instrumental sound and that song needs to be written about something that's very heavy and dark that kind of feel yeah correct correct and i guess you know you guys have been doing it for 13 years if you're getting in the studio and you're looking at each other going well i don't know what the fucking do here i mean that obviously it won't happen with you guys yeah yeah i mean we, as far as as long as we've done it with each other it's kind of and kind of read each other, you know, we kind of know, like, I can listen to riffs and tell who wrote what, you know, and, and we're at that point, and, you know, we know each other so well when it comes to writing, and we know, we know what each other wants. Being obviously in the band for over a decade now, like, how do you guys deal with uh, conflicts and things like that? Like, are you at this point where you just talk it through, or, like, do you walk out of the studio, have some time to cool down, go back in there and go, right, let's redo this again, that kind of thing? No, there's not, I mean, maybe you some heated moments like back in the past like you know second or third album but honestly man as time's gone on we're so good at doing it like there's bickering sometimes like you know saying well I think this part is blah blah and someone will think well I really think it's good well everybody else is making you know it's like it's very adult bickering you know it's like brothers bicker you know yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not arguing or screaming match or no one has to leave and come back it's just you know some days are better than others you know when it comes to you know riding in the studio but there's never anything like arguments or anything like that at all so yeah so it's not a situation of like survivor where someone gets voted off the island or in this case out of the band no it's all it's all like it's a democracy so like you know if, we, if four guys think something works and one guy doesn't well that's it's for the you know the four guys win you know that's just how it always works well let's take a look at something that has actually worked with this we'll get on the very first single from you guys this is brimstone on wall of sound up against the wall <laughs> Come on. 
The very first single from Whitechapel's new album, that is called Brimstone. Zach Householder from the band joining me now, mate. We mentioned it earlier, we need to bring it back up again. Uh, you've kind of neglected Australia a little bit. The last time we saw you down here was, what, 2014, I think it was, touring with Devil Driver? Yeah, that was, yeah, it's definitely been way too long ago. <laughs> so five years later now, and you've got a whole plethora of new material behind your back. Obviously, you know, uh, th- there must be something in the works to try and get back down here again. Is is, is that sort of something you're working on now, or uh, will we see something in the next, you know, six months, next year or so? Well, hopefully it'll be, uh, you know, this, this uh, our upcoming winter, year old next uh, warm season, summer, uh, before us to come down there, because it's been way too long, but... It's like I was saying, you know, you know, the, I don't know what really happened with uh, the guy that used to bring us over there a lot. You know, he was the Soundwave guy, so I know there's a whole ordeal with that, so I don't really know what happened, but um, we've got Will's rolling on getting us back there and a bunch of other places, too, so hopefully it'll be this, this, this winter. In your, this summer for you guys. Yeah, obviously, you know, get away from the harsh, cold fucking weather over that way and come enjoy some beaches and great white sharks, that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd, yeah, it'd be a nice vacation. And, and plus, you know, for us as well, too, it's an added bonus. We get to see you guys, you know, performing these fucking brutal songs. And, and on that as well, too, do you reckon Hickory Creek will get a spin in a live show? Uh, I honestly think it will, man. I think it's going to be a, a big part of our uh, live for a long time to come. At least I hope so anyway. See, the thing that I loved about this is, you know, deep down underneath me with all the the music I appreciate, I love a good ballad. And when I first heard this song, like, it just struck with me. The lyrical content, the video, everything about it was just so beautiful and just so heavy at the same time, if that makes sense. So, you know, was it important for you guys when making this song that you needed to match everything up to go with the story, with the lyrics, with everything, and, you know, put it out the way that it eventuated, I guess? Well, even even when we just wrote the music itself, um, you know, the, we were just like, this song has to be a certain type. This song has to be the big one for the record. It has to be emotional. It has to be uh, the one where it has to be the song that, like, you know, really grabs people's attention, and it has to be that vibe for this song. Otherwise, it's just wasted. You know, it's wasted because even when we, the first time we, you know, we were in the studio writing together. The first time we got to that chorus, you know, uh, we were just like, "Yeah, this is it. This is this is you know, this song has a vibe, and it needs to stay that vibe the whole song and through the whole writing process." So. Yeah, look, there's there's nothing that you could do to change that song because that to me is absolute perfection. I mean, it's such a fucking great song, and it doesn't need to be heavy. It doesn't need to have screams or anything like that. The way it was presented was great. So, if there's anything you can take from this album, it's just that you created a ten out of ten perfect song in that one. Well, no, thanks a lot, man. And that, that was us too. You know, it doesn't. It didn't need to be heavy. It, it doesn't need to be deathcore all the time. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's all those elitists out there who would hear that and and think, you know, you've you've put a, a slow song on an album which is predominantly heavy. And no, no, you need to have something that breaks it all up and just shows how raw and gritty the story is. Well, yeah, and and there was a guy that made a review. Uh, you know, I, I kind of see both sides of the story with his review. He was saying it's kind of an unbalanced listening experience. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of what we were going for, you know? It's like, you know, why why save all the light stuff for later on in one section of a CD? But, like, you know, why not mix it up and, like, you know, give you peaks and valleys? So it's like, it comes down to the listener and how you take it. So, but, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, we we, we thought we thought it was like, you know, putting a track four, it's like, it's like Metallica put, you know, Unforgiven track four, so why not try that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love records like that, you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, the guy had a solid point, you know, as far as... But it's, it's, it all comes down to listener experience and what the listener wants, you know? But, uh, 
I definitely think it yeah, gives the album a break. <laughs> and look, on, on the back of that, like, obviously, you know, you guys have been in the, uh, the industry for so long, and to this point, you would, like you're saying, read reviews every now and then. Do you let any of that get to you, or do you take any of that on board, that kind of thing? I'd, I'd be lying if I said, if I said, like, you know, I'm never, I'm not the one to ever let bad reviews like get to me because you know, to be honest, dude, like I worked hard on a, on music for you know on this music for this album for you know a solid six months or something like that, and then just that you know someone listens to it in 30 minutes and says it's crap. You know, it's like it's hard enough to let it get to you, but you just have to kind of get out of sight, out of mind. I usually don't read, whether it's good or bad. I usually try not to read any of it because I don't, I just don't care, man. Like I, I, I work way too hard to let somebody who doesn't understand where I'm coming from like talk shit just because you know they are having a bad day and they listen to our album or and it just you know rub them the wrong way or and rightfully so sometimes they're right you know sometimes they're like you know part of the blade was not stellar and it's hard to hear that but it's true you know and not and but you don't learn unless you fail sometimes yeah, exactly. You know, you, you need to test the boundaries, but also in saying that, everyone, everyone listening, yourself, everyone in the band, you know, we're our own harshest critics, so we're going to judge everything we do on the daily, and if you get someone else who comes along and says the same thing that you're thinking, it, it kind of accentuates that and makes it a bit more worse than what it seems, if that makes sense? No, you're right. It's just, it's just when you finally read it or hear it out loud, you're like, ah, fuck you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever, he's right. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck what any, anyone else says. This album is fucking perfect and a, a true representation of just how far you guys have come and exactly where you guys are going. So don't listen to anyone else but me. This album was fucking great. Thank you, man. That, that does mean a lot. And I'm glad it's like, I'm glad it's like people are walking away from listening to it and, and having having something to walk away and remember it by you know if it leaves an imprint on you then we did something right yeah and uh talking about the imprint as well i got a message here from dan he was the guy that reviewed the album for us here at wall of sound and he wanted to ask a question about the the personal songs he's also in a band as well too and he wrote songs in the past about his mum passing away of cancer and you know the the emotional connection he wrote to that song when he gets on stage he still like wells up and and you know starts tearing up when he's singing those songs you know somewhere down the track for you guys when you're performing these songs with such you know deeply emotive meanings and tough stories behind them do you guys still get sad 10 years later down the track that kind of thing or does it sort of just become muscle memory well it's, it's funny you say that because like you know we haven't played we haven't got to play like uh you know hickory creek live yet um so i can't speak for that one but i will say from past experience like playing uh bring me home live you know there's that's the that's the first song we sung on uh on mark of the blade and there's uh, the big buildup that goes into the solo on that song, uh, the lyrics that Phil say right there. Like um, when I'm playing that part, like I start that part by myself, and like as far as when we're playing it live, I'll start playing that part by myself. And then when Phil starts saying the lyrics there, I find it impossible for me not to like scream them with him, you know, when we're playing it live, and uh, I have to and like not get emotional. Like it almost makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to get teary eyed. And I feel like if, you know, I mean, whether that makes me a wiener for saying it or not, but like I feel like. They, that's, that was the point, you know, it's supposed to be emotional, and if you don't feel it, what's the point? Nah, it shows you're a true human being, you have emotions and feelings just like the rest of us too, and if anyone out there wants to deny you of the fact that you're tearing up, then they can go and get fucked. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, the new album is out right now. It's called The Valley. The band is Whitechapel. Do yourself a favor. Go listen to this album. I guarantee you will walk away with a big smile on your face. Zach Householder, thank you so much for the chat, man. Well, thank you guys for having us, and thank you for not forgetting about us, for not being there for so long, but we'll see you soon. It's so hard to let 
Metalcore heroes Beartooth are heading to Australia for their very first headline tour in July. Do not miss the Disease Tour kicking off in Adelaide on July 11, Melbourne on July 12, Sydney July 13, and wrapping up in Brisbane on July 14. Get ready to hear more tracks live than ever before from the band's back catalogue and their new album Disease. What's up everybody, this is Caleb from Beartooth. Tickets are on sale right now through livenation.com.au. Hey, what up everyone, Corey Taylor here from Stone Sour and Slipknot, and this is Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. She seemed dressed in all of me, stretched across my shame. All the torment and the pain Leaked through and covered me I'd do anything ever to myself Just to have it for myself Now I don't know what to do I don't know what to do When she makes me sad She's a myth that I have to believe in All I need to make it real is one more reason I don't know what to do I don't know what to do
flashback from Slipknot on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Thought that song would go pretty good with Hickory Creek. Those two songs together prove that you can make a uh, ballad out of a metal band. And no matter how heavy that band is, the song is always going to resonate with fans and they're going to latch on to it. So, obviously, had to get that one on. Looking forward to seeing those guys touring with Metallica in October. Now, uh, Corey Taylor popped up this week in a song which completely blew people's minds. No one expected him to team up with the guys from Falling in Reverse, but he featured on their new song, Drugs, and he did it all for free as well. That's why there was no writing credit or mention of him on the song until fans actually watched the video, and yes, he popped up just as frontman Ronnie Radke was killing his own persona with a chainsaw. It's a bit complicated for me to try and explain, so make sure you go check out the music video after you check out this song. But this is brand new Falling in Reverse featuring Corey Taylor. It's called Drugs on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
up against the wall!
Born of Osiris, Silence and the Echo on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And they announced a huge Australian tour alongside Chelsea Grin and Diamond Construct. That one's going to be happening all across Australia at all capital cities on the touring circuit. And also a show on the Gold Coast and Newcastle too. Tickets for that are on sale right now through destroyallines.com. So make sure you go and check that out. Get your tickets early and go check out some heavy fucking bands coming our way. There's been plenty of tours announced as well too. So make sure you head over to wallofsoundau.com. Click on that touring page and catch up with everything that's been announced in the past week. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out again. Don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, share it around, tell your mates about it. Uh, you can even tell your mum about it. She might enjoy some deathcore brutal screams maybe possibly. Uh, next week on the show, I'm going to be joined by the one and only LeJohn Witherspoon from Seven Dust. The guys are making their way back down to Australia throughout April, and uh, we're going to talk all about that, the new album, and just how fucking good this guy is. Honestly, he's one of the greatest guys in metal, and uh, you actually just feel like you want to be his best mate, because he's that nice of a guy. To get you ready and pumped up for the tour and the episode next week, I'm getting on their song Risen. This is from their latest album, All I See Is War. On Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you next week. Let's